2016, I think it was, uh, I brought in $75 million in closed loans, which was at the time a month's worth of revenue. You're listening to Fuel Radio, inspiration and training to fuel your day. Now here's your host, Rod Jans. Hi there. Welcome to Fuel Radio. On the line with me today is Dan Moyle. Dan is an inbound evangelist. And if you're watching this on video, uh, you will see that he is the CMO for Interview Valet. I hooked up or met with, uh, I guess we shouldn't say hooked up. That's not a good, that's not a good term. <laughs> I met his, uh, his partner, uh, Tom, in San Diego at the New Marketing uh, Summit or yeah, the new media summit, sorry. And uh, we had a great time. I don't know if you know this or not, Dan, but uh, we went, Tom joined us for a jog every morning. We Starbucks was uh, a couple of miles away and, and he joined us. So that that was great. He's, he's active, man. I'd say he pushes me. So yeah, Yeah, (laughs) that's cool. Good. And welcome to fuel radio. Thanks Rod, man. Happy to be here, man. I appreciate you uh, allowing me to come talk with you and hopefully bring a little value to your listeners, man. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have you. And maybe you could just by way of introduction, just introduce yourself a little bit. Like what's your, what's your background and how did you end up at Interview Valet? Yeah. uh, So my name's Dan and I'm a marketer. So I'm sorry, everybody. Um, (laughs) uh, It's 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 become a little bit of a fun joke to be like, marketers ruin everything. So I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, No, but yeah. uh, Yeah. I've been doing marketing for uh, close to a decade now and uh, came to the marketing world from the journalism world. I was a TV news producer. So a lot of content, uh, tape editing, shooting, all that, you know, media, all that kind of stuff. Um, And parlay that into a marketing career. Uh, first with a mortgage company, and then Tom and I have been friends for years, so I just made the switch over into the agency world and, and the podcast interview marketing um, niche, and so that's where I'm at now, and I, and I love it, man. It's it's an incredible, an incredible life. Yeah. So tell us just a little bit about that progression. So just before you came to Interview Valet, what what were you doing? I was the marketing director for uh, a a mortgage company, Amerifirst Home Mortgage, and they're a, a regional lender. And the, all they do is mortgages. They don't have you know bank accounts or anything else. No checking account. So truly a, a special a specialty business. And I started their marketing department for them uh, back after I left TV. I, I was just the blogger and the social media guy, and grew their marketing department to be you know, a team of ten. Um, and now they have uh, somebody who used to work for the Kellogg company is now their marketing director. So we've we made some changes over the years, but. Um, but yeah, I was before Interview LA, I was in the mortgage world trying to help home buyers figure out that whole complicated thing. Yeah, cool. And your bio says I'm supposed to ask you how you add an entire month of revenue <laughs> to your mortgage bank's bottom line. Yeah. Can you tell us that story? I mean, that sounds like Abs- a fantastic thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty proud of that one. Um, we so when I when I started with the Mirror first, you know, the only kind of marketing they would do is their their loan originators acted almost like their own companies within Amerifirst. And they would go out and make, you know, make relationships with real estate agents and realtors. Cause you know, as you think about how you buy a home, you do it by finding a realtor, right? My cousin's friend's girlfriend is a realtor. So I'm going to go talk to, to, to her or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so the, the loan originators knew that that was the way to bring in new business. Well, then the company decided that as as effective as that still is today, we're also going out to, what are we doing? We're going to Google, we're going to Facebook and asking for recommendations, right? So to be a, a provider in that space where people are searching, you know, if you because if you Googled anything to do with buying a home, they wouldn't come up 
right? So they they brought me on to to do that. And so um, I, I began to create, you know, blog articles, social media presence, uh, develop different marketing uh, strategies within that or d- tactics within that strategy of inbound. Um, and eventually was able to track traffic to our website where, where again, it once used to be where nobody ever came from the website into the actual closed loan world because it just, you know, if you're on the website, you're a bad lead and you're just kicking the tires and all this, this kind of um, connotation of a web lead. And I turned it into, uh, in 2016, I think it was, uh, I brought in $75 million in closed loans, which was at the time a month's worth of revenue. So instead of 12 months, I brought in 13 months. Um, and just through you know that, that content, I mean, it's taking a viewer or taking somebody who kind of thinks, man, maybe I should buy a house. I thought I've heard of this no down payment rural development loan. What is that? And they Google that they search terms about that they find us they read a couple of articles maybe they download you know back then it was ebooks you know now everybody wants something different but you know an interactive web page instead or something um, but they, they would download an ebook watch a couple of videos and then uh, we would begin to email market to them after they've joined you know our our, our world and turn them in over to the loan originator and I could track from when they found us to when they closed and say yep this is how much they brought in. This was their loan amount. This is, you know, how long it took them to close. I mean, we were tracking loans that were, became loans after, you know, three or four years of working with us in content marketing. And, and it was $75 million in 2016 that we brought in from the website. That's great. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm a marketer myself. I actually had a contract with a mortgage company. So I know, I know a little bit about that space and what that, what, What's that? What that is like? There are a lot of people just trying to find the best loan and, and just kicking tires. What do you think was the key to qualifying the leads? To what at what point did you know you had somebody that that was serious and and how did you get them there? Usually, it came down to um, them them asking. You know, okay, I've read all your stuff. I want to take the next step and and looking at how many things they downloaded, how many pages they uh, they visited, if they were interacting with us on social media. You know, we used the tool HubSpot, and so we could track all that and give them a lead score. And so we tried to really learn what that looked like. Um, but most often it was just them asking, okay, I'm ready to talk to a to a loan originator, and we'd send them a kit of here's here's what's next for you. And when they went through it then we'd give them over to the loan originator and they would, you know, then close. And so I, th- I think the magic happened because uh, it was all about education and helping them and not about trying to convince them, you know, rather than going to knock on a bunch of apartment doors and say, you should really buy a house. Mm-hmm. We just waited until they were kind of thinking about it. They'd find us and we would just help them. And, right. you know, and when I described Amerifirst, it was regional, right? Remember I said that, Rod. And, and so it was only in certain states, which means we weren't licensed in all 50 states. But of course, the internet is worldwide, right? So we'd have people come in from all over the place and they download our material and ask us questions. And I always tell them um, or tell my team, you know, we're not licensed in your state. So any advice I give you is, you know, you can only use it as an idea. You have to go find someone licensed in your area. But here's what we know about this. And, and I just think that was the magic, helping mm-hmm. people and having their best interest at heart that's a much better marketing world to me than trying to convince them. Fantastic. I love that approach. And you mentioned educating people too. I think uh, so often we want to sell, 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 but that's sort of the HubSpot model, isn't it? That's what they preach is uh, educate first and, and, and serve your, serve your potential customers. And it sounds like you really got them 
engaged. And then finally someone would put up their hand and say, Hey, I'd like, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk yep. to me. Give me a call. <laughs> yep. And, and we tested, you know, the, the whole idea of push them along a little bit. Once they've come to us, now that we they've given us permission to to educate them and and you know not not pushy, but to move them along a little bit. You you're probably more ready than what you think you are, kind of a thing, right? And so we talked to them about things like credit score and how to make it better and and where down payments can come from or all these other things to help them see themselves in that home sooner than what they maybe think they are um, in a responsible way. That was always my key was responsible. I don't want more foreclosures. I don't want anybody to ever say, well, you're just giving me more money than what I can afford or whatever. Um, it was always about being you know, honest and, and having integrity, but pushing them along a little bit. You know, Gosh, you, you've, been, you've read all these different things. You've watched all of our videos. You're ready. Don't wait. So, <laughs> so you're in the mortgage field and, and then you moved over to to podcasting and interview yeah. valet. I'd love to talk more about podcasting and interview valet. So let's, let's move on to that. Yeah. And uh, what was it about interview valet that attracted you? Was it a relationship? Was it podcasting or, or what was the initial draw there for you? Sure. Right. It was, it was a relationship completely. I knew Tom from our, our days of marketing together. He had a company before interview valet and we would feed off each other a little bit. We both use HubSpot. We had the same consultant and that consultant, Sam would pit us against each other <laughs> and say, well, gosh, Dan, I know this guy that's doing this with marketing. He'd go to Tom. I know this guy that's doing this. And he would make us feed off each other. And it was, it was awesome. So we became good friends. And, uh, I just asked him at one point, I said, how's it going with Interview Valet? I know that you help clients get on inter- uh, on podcasts and stuff. How, that sounds amazing. How's that going? And he mentioned that it was, his words were, it's going pretty well, despite my bad marketing. <laughs> <laughs> I just laughed. I said, man, you're a great marketer, even if you don't think you are. He's such a storyteller and a helpful person. He's, he's very good. But I said, well, if you ever want to bring somebody on as, as your CMO to be your partner and everything, let me know. And uh, it was kind of one of those moments of, he didn't think I'd ever leave America first, neither did I at the time. And I didn't want to do anything else. I didn't want to just go do something different. I wanted something specific. I wanted to work with Tom. And so that relationship was important. And then secondarily was the podcast world. I just thought it was a cool, you know, growing. I wanted to be part of a new, a new growing movement. You know, when I started with America first, it was at the beginning of the inbound movement. Um, and it's, and I think it's still in its early stages, but it was okay. Now what's the next thing? So Mm-hmm. So sticking with our overall show's theme, I, I, I know we discussed a different angle on this but in our pre-interview, but I just thought, I, I remember talking from Tom that you guys are a virtual co- uh, company and I can see that you are, uh, you're, I'm talking to you in your home right now, it looks like in your home office yeah. or whatever. So you, you don't necessarily have a a headquarters, or, or maybe you do, but uh, everybody that works from you works uh, virtually, don't they? They do, yeah. Completely yeah. virtual team, yep. And and how's that working out? Like, tell me a little bit more about that. Oh man, it's it's amazing. It's it has its challenges, of course. You know, when when you are together in an office, you tend to be together more often, talk, develop a, a culture and a rapport and everything else. So virtual is different. But I tell you, man, I, I, when I left. America first. One of, one of my concerns before I made that cho- made that decision was, am I going to be able to do this? Am I going to be a self starter? Stay motivated. Can I can I work with people that I don't see regularly? And and I tell you, Rod, it's awesome. I never I didn't think it would be this great. Um, 
but we use Zoom, you know, as we're recording right now on Zoom, we use Zoom quite a bit. So we use video. Um, I use video tools to send messages rather than just a text email. I'll, I'll record a quick video on Loom and send that to the team. Uh, we use Facebook groups to communicate. Um, Tom and I do live pretty close to each other. So we get together once a week to talk mm-hmm. marketing and strategy and that kind of stuff. And uh, so, so we're fortunate there, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting to be able to say, okay, I, and nothing against my local people around me, but I don't have to rely on proximity for people to work with. You know, mm-hmm. I, we can look at skills and that kind of thing and, and desire and, um, and take people from anywhere, which is, which is amazing because our clients are everywhere. We've got yeah. clients from, you know, all four corners of the country and around the world. So why not have a team that mirrors that? Yeah. And you don't have to sit in traffic and all kinds. What, what do you, what do you feel is like <laughs> for you? What's, what's the biggest benefit just personally? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's the flexibility, right? It's the idea that, uh, you know, so, so I, I, I'll tell it this way. When I, I get up at 5 a.m. every day and usually your, your hours are eight to five, right? Or eight to four or whatever. I wake up at five o'clock. Um, I, I get, I get around, have, I have a cup of coffee have a little bit of my own private uh, meditation time. Uh, I'm, I'm a faith guy, so it's Bible study for me. But I have that private meditation time. And then and then I'd spend time reading to, to get better at myself. And this has only been pretty recently that I started doing this a month or so. But I spend that time doing that for me. And then I start working. And it could be 6 o'clock, 6.30, 7 o'clock. I start working. And I, and I start answering emails or writing something or whatever it is. And then I, my family, as they're waking up and doing things, I can, I'm right here. I am an arm's length away from my family so I can get breakfast around or whatever it is. You know, my wife works outside of the home so I can help her get ready to go for the day so that she's not doing it all by herself. Um, so I'm not traveling or whatever. That's amazing. And then I start keep working and then the flexibility comes in where as long as I don't have a client call coming up, I can leave and go do something that I need to do or I can, you know, get, I get back to my church so I can go have a meeting with the pastor to, to talk about media for them or whatever it is. So that flexibility of working from home and having my own hours is simply amazing. And, you know, virtual, right? So I have my phone on me at all times. And, and if I'm out doing something, I can answer an email or a call or whatever. But it's just that really cool harmony of, you know, I, I can make my own hours. And there's no, like you said, Rod, there's no travel time. There's no uh, traffic, you yeah. know, so I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I, I know I, I once had a job where I was traveling uh, at least an hour, you know, just one way. So it was two hours a day in traffic. Oh. And, and when I stopped doing that, it was amazing how much time that added to my, to my life. Actually, give, you know, it gives you more time to, to work. You're right. <laughs> and, and, and it really does affect the quality of your life. So sorry to anybody who's listening to this in their car right now. <laughs> We're not trying to make you feel bad, <laughs> but uh, it is one of the, huge benefits of a, of a Wi-Fi lifestyle. You described it so well. Yeah. What are, when we talk about a Wi-Fi lifestyle there, it's, it's all, there's, there's things that we bring to it that uh, give us leverage. Uh, It's about working smarter and not working harder at Mm -hmm. at, at interview valet. What's one of the things that you feel like gives you leverage? Me personally, personally or in the business, like how are you working how do you feel you're applying tools to work harder and not or work smarter and not necessarily harder? Yeah. Uh, it, it's all about the systems that we use, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than trying to scale, you know, uh, harder, we're trying to scale smarter. Right. And so using systems, using productivity tool or productivity tools, as my wife told me, um, <laughs> I gotta say it right. Productivity tools, uh, using those tools 
to work smarter really helps. You know, uh, assigning tasks in Asana using uh, Airtable to make one change that then goes across all of our web pages or whatever. Um, you know, using that for our clients, uh, creating these systems. You know, to me, marketing, it, as Tom says, it's a conversation between you and your ideal customer. But it's also, to me, marketing is so much easier when when the systems and the service works well. Because if our if our customer service is terrible, then my marketing, nothing I do will help that. Mm-hmm. So using those systems that we have in place, the, the structure has made it so much better for me personally, for me as a marketer, uh, and hopefully for our clients. So yeah, that's the biggest thing is using the tools at hand, you know, whether it's, I mentioned Airtable, Asana, um, Loom for video, uh, you know, anything like that. So Cool. I'm familiar with uh, Asana. I'm, I'm not so familiar with Loom. I'll have to look that up. But tell me about Airtable. What, what does that do? It, so Airtable is a much bigger tool than how I'm going to describe it. I'll say that. It's like, it's like describing, uh, you know, SharePoint. There's so much this thing does, but Airtable basically is a, a virtual. Um, you can you can create tables in it, kind of like an Excel spreadsheet or whatever. But it's accessible by multiple people. Um, it's I can take. So one of our one of my examples would be this. Um, every client we bring on has what we call a client dashboard, and that dashboard shows them what shows that they've been scheduled on or booked on what's been recorded. And then once we find that live episode, what's now live. And so that's this, this nice table that we have that you can sort and add things to it and everything else. Right. So we create that in the back end, and we place that HTML onto their web page. And so then whenever anything changes in, in our back end, uh, our back room, so to speak, it goes to their dashboard automatically. So it's just a way to keep things in one place. Um, we then take those and we use that to, find, you know, uh, shows that are similar. If I'm, if I'm placing you rod on certain shows and we have another client that's similar to you, I can use that in, in, in the, on the backside of it to begin to build an avatar that we can find other shows for you that were similar to them or whatever it is. Right. So it just, it, it's, it's a database, I guess is what it is. Um, and it's just, it's a really user-friendly one. Uh, I've really enjoyed working on it so far. Cool. We'll put links to that in the show notes and I'll be sure to check that out as well. So you've alluded to it. I think uh, hopefully we piqued pe- people's curiosity a little bit. <laughs> Tell us about Interview Valet. What do you what do you do? Oh man, we are an agency. We're a marketing agency uh, that we focus solely on podcast interview marketing. Uh, Tom coined that phrase and we, we believe it's a new category of, of marketing tools. And we're going to, we're going to own that category as Christopher Lockhead says, we're going to be category king of that. So podcast interview marketing, it's the idea that, you know, we have a noisy landscape out there right now in social media, blogging, everything else. How often do you want to write? Writing is an assignment for so many entrepreneurs and other business people, right? And executives and everything. So rather than having to, to write out a blog article that you might either put on your site or guesting somewhere, having a conversation, becoming part of a conversation with your ideal customers is so much more powerful. So, uh, so we believe that podcast interviews is the next iteration of that content world. Uh, so we help our clients get on podcast interviews and then turn that into a marketing uh, tactic for them. So, you know, every time you go on, on an interview, it's not just, Hey, we talked, it was great. Good for the ego. We want to make sure that they are sharing that, that episode later that they are talking Apple podcast reviews or Google play reviews, wherever it's leaving reviews, um, sending people back to their website 
you know, the nice thing about podcast interviews is that, uh, you know, as you know, Rod, on, on your, uh, on your website, you may link back to mine. So that's an SEO bump, right? You will share in, in, in social media. Well, so will we, that's a nice SEO bump and, and brand awareness bump for both of us. So we, we coach our clients through all of that. So we teach them that it's not just an interview. It has to be strategic. And the, I think the final thing is be a better storyteller. It's not just an infomercial. Don't get on and just talk about your, your book. If it is a book and nothing else, you know, have a conversation with that, with that host and uh, bring value to the, to the listeners. Excellent. Sorry. I was a little bit distracted. I was looking for my next question there. I <laughs> no, was you're listening. All right. You're all right. That's fine. I know, I know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, podcasting is exploding. We were just at this new marketing or new, I keep calling it new marketing, <laughs> new media summit. Mm. And, and like I said, off the top, that's where we met uh, your partner, Tom. And uh, yeah, just tell us a little bit about the industry. I mean, that, that particular summit was really interesting because you had, you had podcasters and you had podcast guests. It was an interview valet was a sponsor there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, a, a great uh, place for you guys to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I know one of the things that you guys probably do is that you prepare people to be on a podcast. You know, what are some of the keys that a, a guest can do? Uh, you know, obviously the podcaster needs to do everything that they can do to prepare uh, their guests. But what, what can a what can a guest do to prepare themselves to be on a podcast and be a good guest? Yeah. Oh man. Being a good guest is so important, isn't it, Rod? It's so we coach them through being, uh, as I said, a good storyteller. It's not just an infomercial. Nobody, very few people, there are infomercial fans, but very few people want to watch or listen to an infomercial. So we coach them through know your story and be able to tell it and be able to be fluid with it. We tell them on the technical side of things, make sure you have a good microphone. Now we actually send our clients a microphone when they sign up with us. So like you can, you know, for those watching on video, this is the microphone. We send an Audio Technica ATR microphone and we make sure they know how to use it. Um, it's a nice USB mic, has a good sound to it. Make sure you have that. You know, we teach them, uh, coach them through the idea that they have to be wired, hardwired to their internet. Don't be on a Wi-Fi in a cafe somewhere that nobody can hear you right? That's the worst. And so be, show up on time. And of course we tell them, you know, look, uh, early is on time. On time is late and late is just rude and you're fired. <laughs> so show up on time, be prepared, um, have your stories that you want to tell, but be ready to go off script. You know, if the host is, is bringing you down this road, be, be ready to be vulnerable and authentic and tell your story. Cause that's so important. You know, don't be afraid to share your failures and your successes. Um, be, uh, be present, you know, don't be, uh, for me, it'd be very easy to start, you know, looking at my phone or, or typing or doing something, be present. Don't type on your typing, uh, on your, on your keyboard, on your typing pad. Don't, don't type on your keyboard. Uh, extra noises are terrible. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So those, those are a few tips to be great guests. And, and, you know, we've, of course I'm a marketer. We have, you know, nine tips to be a great guest. You can download, um, you know, if your listeners wanted to go to, uh, uh, interviewvalley.com forward slash Rod Jans. There's an, uh, I'll put up a nine tips to be a great guest. You can download that, uh, you know, free of charge. Just, just grab it. There's, there's some great tips there. Fantastic. Yeah. And storytelling is so important, you know, like, uh, we, we don't want to chunk down too much and get into too much data and that sort of thing. So that's great that you prepare people to tell their stories and, yeah. and all of those other things as well. But you're, you're a marketer. So, do you, what do you, what's your advice to podcast guests as far as 
you know, once the, um, the interview is done, what do you encourage your guests to do? Because I, I think a podcast is such a powerful third party endorsement. And um, my most successful podcast in terms of listens and that sort of thing, um, w- with the exception of one or two, you know, where you just have a guest who's just super popular and whatever they do is they, they have rabid <laughs> fans and they're going to eat it up. But other than that, normally it's where we work together with the guest. It's it's my promotion and their promotion. What do you what do you tell guests about promoting their own interviews? Oh yeah, it, it's it's vital. We tell them you have to. We first of all we we tell them, and we we have what we call kickoff calls. When a client comes on, we'll have an, an hour coaching session and kickoff call. And one of the things that I always and I'm the onboarding coordinator. One of the things I always tell them is we will promote your episode at interview valet through our branded accounts, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, especially Twitter. It's just, it's easy, but we do it on all of them. Uh, We will promote your episode. We will tag the host for you, but we suggest that you do the same kinds of things. And what we'll do is because we're already creating an image and some copy, we'll send it to you certified guest. Make sure you share it and tag the host and share it at least once. Now it used to be, you know, automating Twitter to tweet, two or three times a day, every other day or third day or whatever was acceptable, was normal. Everybody played that. Well, now Twitter's changed their TOS a little bit or they're going back to their original TOS a little bit saying, we don't want you doing that. Don't do the same message across multiple accounts or across multiple days on the same account. So automation is a little more difficult, but still doing it at least once you need to and do it wherever you think your audience is best. Do it on Twitter if you can. If, if you have a big audience on, on Facebook, do it there. Um, if you're a business person, you're B2B, you know, entrepreneur or whatever, do it on LinkedIn um, and tag the host. I keep going back to that, Rod, tag the host. Because then as you see it, you're going to share it as well, that, that tag most likely, or at least favorite it or whatever. Um, and then our, our secret, I'll, I'll tell you our secret. Everybody, everybody ready? I always tell them, if you had a good experience, go back to Apple Podcasts and leave the host a review. Reviews are huge. And be transparent and say, I had the fortune of being a guest, you know, on, on Rod's show, had a great time. Uh, I want you to listen to the show because even after being a guest, I went and listened to a couple episodes and man, it was amazing. So that's something that we tell them to do for sure. That's so great. Your mic sounds great, by the way. <laughs> I really, yeah. Yeah. So that's, so you, you give, you send one of those to all your, all your clients. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We want to make sure they sound great too. Yeah, fantastic. I love that. So uh, I want to move on and go into our speed round. There's a few questions that we ask all of our, all of our guests. And, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about offers or if there's anything that you have to offer yeah, our sure. listeners today. And thank you, Dan. Great, great information. It's, it's, it's fantastic to hear more about interview valet. I just fell in love with your, with your business partner, Tom. We had such, he is a great guy. We had such good conversations and, and you know, those are the kind of people that you want to work with in the end. So it got me very interested in interview valet. And I'm so thankful that you, you uh, offered to come on the show today and it's been great to talk with you and we're going to talk to Tom in the future as well. So, Oh, cool. Yeah. Very good. It's, it's great to connect with you and, and with people from, from your company. And I just want to encourage people as well to, you know, if you're an author or you have something that you're trying to promote or you're a coach or something like that, to check out Interview Valet. Uh, it, it's, it looks like an awesome, an awesome service. 
All right. So this is our speed round. Your answers don't have to be quick. I might even ask you some follow-up questions. So it's All right, just, cool. You know. <laughs> uh, what's a resource that inspires you? A recent blog, book, video, movie, podcast, article, or person? I am right now in the middle of reading or listening to on Audible, um, Rand Fishkin's Lost and Founder. It's an amazing book. He is so transparent and vulnerable and and, and actually in Audible, he's reading it, which is fantastic because it's his experience. And even though I'm not technically a full entrepreneur, uh, his, and, and, I'm, and I'm not in the Silicon Valley world or Seattle for that matter, um, it's so inspirational. It's been such a good resource, a, a different way to think of things. I love Lost and Founder. What's, what's, what's one takeaway from that uh, book for you so far? Um, to, to really listen to your customers. Um, Moz has tried to launch things without talking to customers and, you know, have a, a minimum viable product, an MVP, and it, it just wasn't good and it failed. And Rand very honestly talked about that. And, and, he, and one of the things he said was, every time I describe this situation, I say, I thought, I thought, I thought. And the thing is, it's all I, I, I. I never once during this particular product launch went and talked to customers and tested it. And so it failed. And I know that. And so that's something that I, I want to keep in mind as we do things at NMV LA is talk to our clients, talk to our podcast hosts. Because um, we look at podcast hosts like yourself, Rod, as partners. You know, if I'm sending you terrible guests or I as a company, if we're sending you terrible guests, we need to know that. Or if, we're sending, if they're not prepared or whatever. So listening to those relationships is so important. That's so huge. You know, like I've launched a few companies and I don't, that's certainly a mistake that we made. We, we thought we knew what people needed, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I think so. And you can get so as entrepreneurs too, we can get so excited about ideas and man, if you don't get that feedback, it's so, it's so critical. It's funny. I actually, I was actually thinking of launching a product in, uh, in the mortgage space and, uh, and I talked to, 10, I, what I decided to do it differently this time. And, and I talked to 10 different mortgage brokers and I ended up deciding not to launch the product because of the conversations. But at least I had that. At least I didn't go, oh, this is going to be great. All mortgage brokers are going to love this. <laughs> I, had, I had at least 10 conversations with mortgage brokers and decided not to do it. Like I, I probably could have changed it or whatever. But anyways, this is huge yeah. for me. I just, I, I think it's so important and we entrepreneurs just don't do it enough. They just create their, pro their products in a bubble. So yeah, yeah, excellent. Good. That sounds good. What's a business tool, an app, a software program, or something that enhances your life and helps you live a Wi-Fi lifestyle? You've mentioned a few already, but and go mm -hmm. ahead and, and mention them again if you want, or if something else came to mind, <laughs> yeah. what, what is it? I think my favorite right now is Loom. L O O M the video source. There's, there's a few different video communication tools you can use. I know bomb bomb is one of people use uh, loom is free and it's, and it embeds the video right into an email. So there's no like thumbnail to click and go to a new window and whatever it's right there in the email. So um, it, it's an amazing tool and it's just, you know, I use it for 30 second videos and you can use it for longer, but rather than type out an email of like, for instance, here's how I use it. When we have a new client come on, 
um, I send an email and I time it out so that it's about four hours before our kickoff call. And all I do is I literally sit there like I am right now in front of my camera and I say, hey Rod, it's Dan from Interview Valet. I'm your onboarding coordinator. I'm so excited to have you join the Interview Valet family. Uh, we're going to be talking here in just a few hours. This is just a reminder to, to welcome you and to say that down below is all the information for the Zoom link. So you can you know tap in on your phone to call in if you want to just walk around. You can sit down and dial in with uh, video, but we'll be there taking notes, blah, blah, blah. And it's 30 seconds to welcome them and remind them rather than just a reminder email of, hey, don't forget, you're going to be here and blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, that, that's a huge Wi-Fi life tool for me is Loom videos. That's fantastic. And, and yeah. the people receiving it don't have to download any software or anything like that. It just, they just click on it, opens up. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah. And, and it's right in the email. So it doesn't have to open up in a new browser because you know, as you're on your phone and, and it has to go to the next thing and the next thing, right. You know, four seconds and I'm done. Right. Wow. So, yeah. That's great. And I think so often in, in emails, the tone is, is missed, right? Like just even as you were saying, what you were saying there is picking up your, your warmth and your excitement. And uh, yeah, that sounds like a fantastic tool. Yeah. Good. And uh, I know you're a heart-centered, faith-filled guy. <laughs> what's, what's an inspiring cause or nonprofit that you'd like to give a shout out to today? I so I did not serve our country in the military. So I respect our veterans who do the, the sacrifices they make. I think um, a great organization is the honor flight network. Uh, and in short, the, the national network oversees all of the local hubs and oversee is kind of a loose term. They don't really like do much, um, you know, uh, micromanaging or anything like that, but the honor flight network. So anybody who's listening probably has an honor flight hub near them. And the basic mission is to, it started off by flying world war two veterans to Washington DC to see the memorials that we built in their honor, but took us mm -hmm. 60 years to build. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they get to go do that for totally for free. Uh, wow. and now they hub serve Korean war veterans, Vietnam veterans. Uh, and it's just, it's an incredible day for them or two days, depending on where you are in the country. Um, I helped start a hub locally here in Southwest Michigan and enjoyed my time uh, connecting with veterans. I took a couple of flights myself, but mostly did the ground crew, but just a great, a great organization. So if you can look up the honor flight network and find a hub near you and volunteer in some way, these men and women deserve the recognition and the thank yous. And it's a beautiful day for them. Excellent. That's great. And good for you for getting personally involved in it too. That's mm -hmm. I love that. That's neat. So as we wrap up here, what's the best way for people to find out more about Interview Valet? And I know you have a couple things for our listeners. I, I love that. Thank you for doing that. So maybe you could just share yeah. before as we close here. Yeah, fuel, uh, fuelradio.com folks can go to interviewvalet.com forward slash Rod Jans uh, so that they can just download the, the nine tips. Um, I wrote a, sh a very short book on how I, I went from journalism to inbound marketing in order to help people see that, uh, that journey. And for entrepreneurs to be able to say, who do I want to do in my marketing? Maybe a journalist. So there's that resource there. Uh, and then I'm on social media on that page too. You can connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever, through interviewvalet.com forward slash Rod Jans. Great. So for people who are listening on iTunes or on SoundCloud, uh, we'll, have that, we'll have links to that in our show notes and, and the other things that uh, Dan has mentioned today as well. So yeah, thanks again for joining me today, Dan. It was great to visit with you. I really, really appreciate you taking the time. It's my pleasure, Rod. I appreciate it. And, uh, and I'm enjoying your show. So keep it up, man. Thank you. You've been listening to Fuel Radio.